0: Let's Boom, go. game time. Always my favorite part of the day. Are you going to set this as like a alarm? Yeah, 100%.
1: Dude, it just pumps me up. Like, All right, there we go. I'm half asleep until I hear that yeah. music. Boom. Alrighty, welcome back to
0: another episode of King of the Court. We are joined today, Jimmy Miller, and I'm your host, Tyler Loong. We're stoked to be back. Um... I say this every time, but I think this one might be a little bit shorter than we'll previous see. ones. But we'll
1: see. We'll you see. never know.
0: Okay, uh, first and foremost, we'd like to begin with our sponsors. We appreciate your support. Who is our first one, Jimmy? Our first sponsor,
1: Pickler Shop, and we have a code we specific have code, our own code, guys. If you get your own code with your name, you have arrived. I promise. K O T C at
0: Pickler Shop, you save over ten percent, and over. we have had. Two people who have used the code so two? far. Two. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's not
1: bad. Hey, listen, I'll take two.
0: So, is one of them you? Uh, maybe okay. my, my family. I sent okay. it to them. Good. Uh, so, yeah, go to picklershop.com, check out their selection. They have a wide variety of paddles, balls, bags, almost anything uh, pickleball related. Uh, they have it, and they also have really good customer service. Check them out. It supports them, it supports us. Thank you. Um, our next one is this crown, guy Crown
1: Pickleballs.
0: Can you see that? There we go. All right. We've been playing with this a little bit.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on the ball? Yeah, so I like it. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's the perfect combination between a Dura and a Franklin. It's not quite as hard as a Dura, not as soft as a Franklin. It For, for me, my personal experience, it's held its shape. We haven't cracked many or any actually at this point. Um, and I think for the price, it's a good deal. Use
0: code KOTC. Uh, One of the best things I like about it is the price point. Um, It's $8.99, and if you use our code, you get free shipping. Uh, Somebody in the comments said that price is still way overpriced. Maybe it is, but if you look at the competitors, all of those are $10 to $14 for the most part. Uh, You might be able to find one or two knockoffs, but all the legitimate brands are up there, and this is by far the cheapest out of those.
1: Especially when you're buying a pack of three and not buying them in bulk. You want to buy them in bulk? Then reach out. I'm sure Crown would hook you up. But yeah.
0: Jimmy, we have two more sponsors Mod Balls. Mod Balls, baby. What we love, what we eat on the daily, modballs.com. Use code, we're still on my old one, Lung10, Loong10 L O O N G10. This is the perfect snack for uh, tournament play and also your everyday um, traveling, doing errands, working out. It all helps
1: sustainable carbohydrates
0: and then jimmy what's that on your shirt vulcan shout out vulcan see it stare at it so vulcan recently came on board they gave us our code k-o-t-c we love our code yes so this is my new paddle that's coming out it's not released yet but they do have a wide variety of other paddles that are great for literally beginners all the way through pro level players Um, check them out and use code KOTC to save yourself some money
1: yes and also Vulcan for those of you in Utah since that's where some of our fans are they're sponsoring TOC
0: TOC and then also I believe Kansas Kansas. City so those are back-to-back PPA tournaments so go sign up
1: play in one of those tournaments especially TOC, you'll see me, I promise.
0: Are you going to be commentating or just lurking Listen, around? Listen,
1: I'm trying to commentate. I've been really, really pushing to try and commentate at least grandstand court. Have you have you been successful at all with those conversations? Um, so there's somebody that we both know who is going to have a conversation with the PPA this week, maybe next week, I can't remember. Okay, And this person... On the agenda is to try and get me to commentate. So, fingers crossed, hope she can work her magic. Um,
0: they yeah. just got to have the sensor button ready. Maybe, but at listen, all dude, times. I might
1: suck. I'll be honest, I might suck. Yeah. But I promise you, even if I'm bad at commentating, it will be entertaining. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. And nobody's saying anything on grandstand, anyways. They're just like, it's just quiet. Yeah. So, at least let me talk. Like, let me, you know, let me say something.
0: Also, we, are in my office. This is my current office setup. next week. Most likely fingers crossed. We will be moving to a new office,
1: new studio. We're moving on up. We're like the Jeffersons moving on up to the East side.
0: Exactly. So hopefully uh, next week we should be in a new studio. So a little bit different setting, uh, a little bit uh, clear uh, with the noise and video, just a little bit cleaner production. So fingers
1: crossed. Um, only downside to the new studio. What's that? You're not sitting as close to me in it. We're still fairly close. I know. I just felt a little late. Like, but it's going
0: to be open. I don't I think know. we're going to have a table in front of us. And so... It's you just guys...
1: Yeah. do You guys... What do you think? Do you like table? No table. Vote. Table? No table. You will get to see my legs more. I don't know. That yeah, might be good or bad. Gotta shave those. It might be good or bad.
0: All right. We had a little bit slow, slower of a week. Yeah. We had the APP Newport tournament. Did yeah. you
1: watch that, Jimmy? I did. I watched... Uh, I mean, listen. APP doesn't like to stream because who knows why it's really hard to throw a cell phone on a tripod, but there were some matches Um, ESPN plus picked up a couple. They did stream a little grandstand, a couple champions matches that nobody watches. I mean, no offense, but, but yeah, I did watch a couple things about APP. Okay. We can start with women's singles. Well, we can just start with Paris Todd. It was a Paris Todd show, triple crown, Triple Crown, Triple Crown by Paris Todd. So in singles, do you know what number that is for her? Like six, seven on the year. So it's only number two Triple Crown. Okay, but she has won every women's, women's, women's doubles. Women's doubles, gotcha. Yeah. But it's number two on the Triple Crown. Cool. So in singles, she played Megan Fudge. Um, here's an interesting thing. I want to ask you a question. Okay, as a pro, did you
0: see the memes uh, post just barely? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. So here's my question. Okay, so Dane is Megan's coach. Okay, Dane Gingrich, he was coaching her. I don't know if he is, if he's supposed to be or not. I mean, Dane seems to just coach lots of random people. But here's my question. Megan did not get to the kitchen a single time in three games. Obviously, it was by design, right? I don't know if Megan's not very long. I don't know if that's not her game. But she literally stood at the baseline and just hit, tried to hit passing shots. And, I mean, she lost. Like, Paris, you know, I mean, she did win game two, but I felt like it was... So many unforced errors by Paris. I don't feel like Megan did anything super special. It was more Paris. And had Megan won the two out of three, they would have done the the game to 15. The game to 15, yeah, because Paris was in the winner's bracket. So what do you think about that? Because we've seen it in the past. We saw like, speaking of Megan's, maybe it's a Megan thing where you don't get to the kitchen line. But Megan Dazon, when she played against Lacey Schneeman in MLP Mesa, Mm -hmm. right, she used her power hit passing shots. Lacey, who's not very big, not tall, not long, got to the kitchen and essentially, you know, ended up winning the majority of those points Mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on that as a single strategy like what's your your take
0: so my number one tip to every singles player is get to the net as quick as you can um yes i agree uh however it's it's pretty i don't know if i want to say popular but a lot of the women are known to kind of stay back from the baseline and just rip balls. Is there, I mean, do they just feel like there's, I don't know if they feel comfortable running up to the net in that transition zone. Yeah, And so a lot of them just feel more comfortable hitting those ground strokes. It's very similar to tennis. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was
1: essentially tennis on a pickleball court. Exactly.
0: That's what they were playing. Yeah. Yeah. But you're at such a disadvantage when you stay back there.
1: Yeah. And honestly in game three, I think it was game three. It was like six, two Paris. Maybe it was the end of game two. I don't remember. Megan, got to the net one time and literally just, you know, I mean, she had Paris on skates and ends up putting a ball away. And then she never did it again.
0: One of the things in MLP, the finals of San Clemente, um, Etta Wright was playing against Leia Jensen, I believe. And it was a second rotation and Etta lost the first two points. And I look at Etta, I said, get to the net, whatever you do, get to the net. And she did that for the next two points and she won the next two points.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it just, if anything it 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 makes their angles obviously smaller yeah. right um it makes things a little bit more difficult and then yeah if you can you know you read the ball coming off the paddle it's just a lot easier for you i just thought that was interesting i mean especially when paris rolled through game 2 game th- or game 1 game 2 was fairly close but anybody who watched that felt like it was more paris making mistakes as opposed to megan forcing them in my opinion and then game 3 paris ended up winning it so I don't know. It just seemed like at some point you want to change that strategy, but I'm not Dan Gingrich and I don't get paid the big bucks to write novels on Facebook. So, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess it is what it is. So, and then anyways, moving on to mixed. Why don't you go to men's first let's men's go, singles. Okay, so so Hunter go. Johnson, right? Yeah. So men's singles. And
0: then there was a new guy.
1: Yeah. Do you know his name? Yeah, it was, um, no, no you don't no.
0: Uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was like Kwong. Quang Dong.
1: Quang Quang
0: Dong. Something like that. Okay. First of all. We apologize. I think it's
1: Quang Quang or Quang. Yeah. Okay. So he, if you go look at his Facebook or his Instagram, Uh he's pretty funny on there. Um, I mean, he's a tennis guy. He actually used to hit with freaking, was it Djokovic? I don't know. I know or he posted some pictures with Query. Um, and with Query. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I mean, he's a tennis kid. He's, he's not very big, but he's a singles guy. I mean, we saw him make a little bit of a run in San Clemente. In San Clemente. Yeah. yeah. In fact, he's, he beat Spencer Smith. Remember that? I don't. He was like 15-5. Poor Spencer. Gotcha. But yeah. So um, I actually didn't even, I'll be honest, I shouldn't admit this, but that, I didn't even watch that match. Oh, the singles. Yeah, I didn't watch that one just because. Did Hunter Hunter win in two or three? I think it, I, I think it was two. I honestly have no. I listen. I'm not very like. I watch a lot of pickleball, and I don't know why, but I did not watch that. I should admit that. Yeah, it takes away all Fired. my credibility. Fired. But I did watch all the rest. Okay, moving on. So let's go mixed doubles. Mixed doubles was qualifiers. Qualifiers. Mick. Andre Mick mm-hmm. and Allison Harris. So there, so listen, if you're, okay, let me just be real clear here. If you're qualifiers in the APP, you're essentially five O's, right? Like you're bored. Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I'd even feel comfortable calling myself a professional at that point. <laughs> okay. Like I'm just being real.
0: Do you know how many total teams they had for, uh, for Mick doubles? There wasn't many.
1: There was like 16-ish or so. It didn't seem like there was a lot.
0: Well, that's not with the qualifiers, is it? Well, yeah. No. Okay, no. 16 main draw teams. Yeah, and, then and, then then they,
1: yeah. Okay. and so Mick and Allison Harris make it through the qualifying and then make it all the way to the gold medal match.
0: Who were some of their upsets or big wins?
1: Um, they did beat, I want to say they beat West Burroughs. And Emily Ackerman? And Emily Ackerman, yep. That was a good win for them. Um, so a
0: little plug, I played against this Allison girl in Atlanta. Okay. I was with Lacey, and she's a good player.
1: Who was she with?
0: I believe Locklear. That's okay. when I drilled cool. him in the, oh. in the face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she was good? <laughs> she was
0: solid? She was good. Yeah, I mean, I think she's fairly new. Yeah, uh, probably she's... within one to maybe two years. Yeah, Probably it,
1: one year. And honestly, watching her in the gold, the gold medal match, like they picked on her hard. So it was Paris Todd and Hunter Johnson okay, versus Mick and... And Harris. And Andre Mick, if you look at that guy, like, Gage Deerings literally rode his skateboard to the courts. Kick-flipped onto the courts. Kick-flipped right onto the courts, then went and worked his, his you know, day job as a server at Applebee's after. Like, <laughs> like but he, he played well, but Allison was good, dude. Allison was really good. Did she play women's doubles? Yeah, she played women's doubles. With they didn't who? have as much success. She played with, who did she play with? Pitt? No, did she play with Pisnick? No. Maybe. I can't remember who she played. They didn't have as much success, Okay, but in, in mixed doubles, she, she played solid. It was was it
0: close. We're kind of hopping around Uh, mixed doubles. Was it close?
1: Yeah. So, um, it it wasn't like super close. I mean, they did take game one. Mick and Mm -hmm. Harris took game one. Um, and then it just seemed like Hunter and Paris just kind of turned it on a little bit. You know, um, I'll be real, dude. Hunter's not a great, like he's not a great doubles player. He's not a great mixed doubles player. Allison, I thought, played solid. Um Mick, I think he has he has potential. You know, I don't know. I think she's new. I don't know how, how long he's been playing.
0: But I've seen his name around for a while, but it yeah. seems like he's been taking it a little bit more serious the past maybe one year or so. Yeah, which
1: makes sense. Um and then yeah, so they Hunter and Paris ended up winning it. Um same thing. So here's something funny is is um they like Allison just she digs everything. Mm-hmm. She's just one of those defensive players and she was just digging every did she have, single ball. Did
0: she have her fan section there?
1: Yeah, she did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They were yeah. going
0: pretty crazy in Atlanta yeah. when when we played them.
1: Yeah, and she seems pretty humble. She did take there was one point where she literally took two steps to the net and just fist pumped right at Paris. Mm-hmm. I think that fired Paris up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good match. So again, Hunter and Paris ended up winning that one in three. And then moving on to women's doubles. Okay. Did, oh,
0: one step back. Did they play them in the winner's final?
1: Yeah. So Paris and Hunter were the, were in the winners. Were Who did that. they play in the winner's final?
0: Hunter and Paris. Oh,
1: Oh, they played Mick and. So and that was the second was time, the they, second played time them. they played. Gotcha. Them, yeah. And the first time was, I can't remember what it was. I, I can't remember what the scores were the first time, but yeah, that was the second time they played them. So they had to, okay. they had to beat them and then get back to the 15th. Okay. Moving
0: on. Men's doubles. Or women's. Let's go
1: women's. Let's go women's. So okay. women's doubles was Rihanna Valdez and Jeannie Arroquina mm-hmm. versus Paris and Simone. Um. So th- this was wild, bro. So Jeannie and Rihanna. Rihanna, I'm going to tell you right now, Rihanna Valdez was the best player on that court. Mm-hmm. For for two games they, they went to, she was the best player on that court. I'm
0: playing with her in a couple of tournaments. You are? Yeah. She was
1: good, dude. She was really, really good. Um. They led... Paris and Simone in game one for the majority of the match even had a couple of game points on, mm-hmm. I think 11, 10, uh, 12, 11, no 11, 10. And I think they had them 10, nine. Well, I don't know what happened, but Jeannie, she melted down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if she was tired. I don't know if the stage was too big. I, I don't know, but she melted down. She missed some easy dinks. She, oh my gosh, here's another thing, Tyler. If you were, if you, if it's game point, okay, it's 12, it's 11, 12. Okay. You're down 11, 12. The other team has to serve. Do you try a lob?
0: No, I don't.
1: What if you're zero for seven on lobs for the day? Do you still try a lob? You could be one for eight. <laughs> I mean, so anyways, Jeannie tries a lob. Who'd she try to lob? She tried to lob Paris. Okay. I mean, it was out of bounds by six feet. Okay. Okay. Maybe like a foot, but it wasn't really that close. They ended up losing 13, 11 in that game. Mm -hmm. So then it goes to game two. I think Simone and Paris got a little bit more dialed in, but neither, honestly, dude, none of them played great. I I mean, and it was you know, it was Paris's third match of the day. At one point though, Simone's standing on the sidelines and Hunter Johnson's trying to coach her. And I'm pretty sure i read her lips and it said, she said, shut the F up. Now I don't know if that's true. (laughs) But she definitely ignored everything that Hunter was saying, okay? She did do it with a smile, too, because uh-huh. that's what she does. But he was coaching her, and she literally was like... <laughs> we'll have to get him on the pod. And yeah, clearly that, she so. knew what she was. She was like, listen, dude. So anyways, they ended up beating them in two. I think the second game was 11-7.
0: Is that when the uh, infamous outball was called? No, that was against Susanna no, Barr. So
1: in the semis, let's talk about that. Yeah. So that was in the winner's final. Okay, So in the winner's final, Susanna Barr has an overhead. Mm-hmm. And she smashes it at an angle, at an angle. And that ball was in by six inches. Like I'm not exaggerating. Maybe, maybe four to five inches. Okay. Well, I mean, story of my life, always exaggerating four to five to six. Okay. So that ball was in, it was clearly in and Paris looks at it and she calls it out. And Susanna's face, first of all, was she was, it was Susanna and Megan Fudge. Mm -hmm. They were like, wait, what? And so there's a timeout. And so they go to sit down. And this is Megan Fudge posted this on Twitter. So they go, so they use a timeout because they're pissed, Suzanne and Megan. Yeah. They go sit down, and Chad, Simone's husband, comes down from the booth and tells Simone that was awful. Yeah. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Essentially tells her how bad of a call it was. And during the timeout, Simone overturns it.
0: Really? Yes. And they allowed it? And they allowed it,
1: yeah. And I don't know if it ended up counting as like Megan and Susanna's challenge. I don't know how it all worked during the timeout, but essentially they yeah, they overturned it.
0: Wow, I didn't I didn't know that they overturned it. Yeah.
1: Chad basically just said, "Hey, that ball was uh-huh. I mean, and it was way in. It wasn't even on the line. Mm-hmm. Like it was clearly in. It was all the way in the blue." Do I think Paris was intentionally hooking her? No, but Paris, sweetheart, get your eyes checked. Cuz that was that was rough. Like Yeah. It was one of the more egregious calls I've seen.
0: You know, but again, Right up there with some other yeah, players.
1: We, yeah, we've seen a few. I mean, I don't know if Paris has like a notorious reputation. She's not a Salome or a, you know, or a Jilly Bee. So I don't think she has like a notorious reputation for it. But.
0: I will say there's a lot of players that when it gets tough, that's when their uh, true line calls
1: start to come so, out. So that was the knock on Paris was like if this was game one or whatever, but it was like 4 4 in yeah. game three or something like that. Yeah. And then you make that call, you know, it was tight. So yeah. But, you know, it was, it, they, they got it right. And at the end of the day, I think that's what's most important. But I did see something happen in the women's final I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. okay. So the APP has line judges, mm-hmm. right? PPA, take note. Well, the one thing they do better than you. Um, so they have line judges. There was a ball that was called in by the line judge and Jeannie, Arokina called it out. Mm-hmm. And she overruled the line judge. Okay. Okay. So in that instance, they replay the point mm-hmm. if uh, the player overrules the line judge. So they end up replaying the point. Pretty sure Jeannie hit it into the net the next shot because she hit it in the net 14 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure if she didn't say it out loud, she thought it. Paris said, ball doesn't lie.
0: <laughs>
1: but what do you think about that? Should PPA have line judges?
0: Well, they should. But number one, the quality of those line judges uh, have, has to be on point. Um, this, I don't uh, want to speculate. I actually didn't even see that wait, match, but
1: you can't, are you discriminating by their age? I'm right not now?
0: discriminating, oh. but I'm just saying they this should be able to pass, there. pass some, uh, test or something like that.
1: If you can get your driver's license and pass that test, you can be a line judge. No,
0: no. Cause your, uh, driver's license just renews automatically. Oh, you don't have to fair. continue to take tests. That's I haven't take, taken my driver's license test since I was 16. Really? Yeah. Huh. No tickets, baby.
1: You've never had a ticket.
0: Oh, I've had multiple, but not for many years knock on wood yes um yeah i mean if if those line judges are are quality line judges then sure have them but uh what ppa has found i think is that a lot of those line judges that they've used in the past don't make the best calls do
1: do you like being able to overturn it though still as a player because you still have the best angle or do you think no no I mean you think it line judge it should Yeah. What sucks is AP. Maybe didn't show they should have replay. challenges, like be able to challenge their yeah. call. It would have been nice if the APP showed the replay and like yes. you could see who was right and who was wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean that's what we talked about with the MLP is they didn't show the video on screen. Yeah. Like we want transparency.
1: Yeah, that's just true. Yeah, exactly. And if you make a bad claim, make a bad call. Like listen, that ball is coming hot. Right? It's tough to make a call. And yeah. especially if, for example, this ball, I think it was I wanna say it was over her head and she was running it down. Like that's tough to run a ball down. Focus on hitting it, hitting a good shot and then still making the call. Yeah. So they're going to get, I mean, everyone's going to get stuff wrong. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I don't want to give any credit to the podcast itself because he's a tool, but another podcast did a video on, on a ball. They sat it on the line. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah,
0: I did see it. I I actually didn't even think that. I mean, I get what they were trying to do, but I don't think that was the
1: best video. Like they never have good videos, dude. Like, come on. This is, this is, if you want to know what podcast, this is all you hear the whole time. (laughs) Just talk, Tyler, just go. That's all you hear throughout the whole thing. So anyways, but I'm just some nobody. So what do I know? Um, so point, point is, I just was curious if you thought that they, yeah. So if there's trained with Eagle eyes, Mm -hmm. 2040 vision,
0: all right, real quick, explain to the viewers what is so difficult about calling balls. Well, the ball does not
1: compress like a tennis ball. That's one thing.
0: Not like a tennis ball, but I do think it does at times. Like if you're hitting oh. an overhead, it's going to compress slightly. Well, we've seen your overheads. There's a difference. Uh, the net dents the ball, not okay. the overhead. Listen,
1: I do not compress a ball when I hit an overhead, yeah. okay? For the average shot with
0: pickleball. The balls will not compress. They don't compress. And so the actual surface area of a pickleball is going to be that of like the size of a dime yeah, or something. And so if you have a line right here and it looks like the ball is over, where the ball is actually making contact with the court, most likely it's probably not in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, Yes, I agree with that.
0: But my stance, and in the beginning when I first started playing pickleball, I was very... Very close with my line calls, but now it's like if you need to be calling balls out that are maybe an eighth of an inch out, then you should probably work on your game rather than just trying to yeah. uh, call balls as close as they are, yeah, I agree
1: um, anyway, so women 's doubles, yeah Simone and Paris end up winning that um, over genie and and rihanna valdez, like I said I, I thought for the majority of that match Rihanna was the best player in that court. They definitely picked on genie pretty hard um. Yeah, it was you know it wasn't the best cleanest match I've ever seen it wasn't the most well played but good for them good win okay and then moving on to men's doubles okay so it was Pessa. PESA and Andre De Escu, who which is, they played a couple times before yep so they played twice before they won gold in both mm-hmm. and then they played two young up and comers Spencer Lanier and Richard Livernese Jr okay real quick You know that La Revere or whatever? Mm -hmm. It looks like the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah. Like, I'm not, listen, it's bad. It looks bad. And everyone's wearing like these crop top football jerseys while they're playing pickleball. Like, it doesn't look good, dude. I don't love it. Who, like, did they just outfit everybody in the APP?
0: So they're a tennis brand
1: yeah, and they're starting to come into pickleball. Which is fine, but yeah. I don't see tennis players wearing crop, crop top football jerseys. <laughs> Do you? I have yet.
0: Uh, yeah. Have, have you really ever seen, seen
1: that? No. no. And it's supposed to be like a compression brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll compress. Don't wear crop tops.
0: Oh, we got Spencer Smith on the main yeah. page. And yeah.
1: look at that picture. Like you guys can't see that. Go to La or I'll give him a shot at L-
0: leoreverre.com.com.
1: Yeah. And you can see Spencer Smith wearing the Las Vegas Raiders crop top jersey. <laughs> Anyways, so Pessa and Andre D'Escu, Andre D'Escu has won every single men's doubles. AVP this ABB year. this year. Him and Pessa have won two together.
0: And I think he was doing mixed doubles too up
1: until this event. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so he ended up, um, and then they ended up playing, yeah, Spencer Lanier and Richard Levernice. Junior. So Spencer Lanier's from Oregon. How tall is that Lanier guy? Dude, he's tall. he has gotta be six, four, I would guess. I, think it more? looks even taller, like six, six.
0: Really? Yeah. Like I mean, someone let us know how tall he is. Cause I've yeah. seen pictures of him and other people and he towers
1: them. Yeah. And I think he's from Oregon and he's, he's like just turned 20. They said, mm-hmm. and he's from like a I think he's from like Healdsburg or some small town yeah. anyways, which I hope it's not Healdsburg. Cause I have cousins that live there and let's just say that meth runs rampant in that town. Um, <laughs> Anyways, um so he's yeah, he's he's tall dude. The best part about him is he's legit wearing like a Walmart shirt and Walmart shorts and like no sponsors at all. Literally didn't have it. He didn't even have a freaking I bet he ripped the tags off those shirts. He didn't even have a logo. And then Levernice is he's from New Jersey, I believe. Um he played lacrosse in college and then he ended up yeah, essentially ended up switching from lacrosse. I think he even played pro lacrosse for a minute. But if you wanna if you don't think there's money in pro pickleball, there's even less in pro lacrosse. <laughs> and he ends up switching and and playing pickleball. And so yeah, they end up making the finals. They played Pessa and Day t- It was just two games, right? It was two games. They weren't close. I mean, Daescu and Pessa are just too too steady. Day is the best player in the APP tour. Like it's not even close. Well, yeah. one
0: thing to consider also is they did the championship Sunday. Uh so a lot of those teams that get streaky. Yeah. Um they have two, three days to wait until they play again. And so yeah. that kind of hinders them a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that the thing, the best part about championship Sunday is consistency. It kind of rises to the top, mm-hmm. right? And so that was the SQ and, PES, and Pessa's third title together, third gold. Um, you know, they, they played well. You know, what's funny too, is the interview. So when, when I was watching the match, I was like, Lanier reminds me so much of J-Dub. Like even the way he stands, his mannerisms, other than being a foot taller than him, mm-hmm. um, even his outfits, his game, he like has super quick hands, but he, there's not a lot of movement mm-hmm. where Richard is the high energy guy running back and forth all over. And then they interviewed him and bro, he could be J-Dub's twin. He literally was like, pickleball is fun. And just just stared into the camera. Like it was, it was wild. So anyways, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that, you know, it was a good you know, it was a good day for the APP. Dude,
0: this guy towers. I'm looking him up on Facebook yeah. right now.
1: He is at least 6'5". At least. Yeah, he's tall dude. I'm, I, I, I don't doubt that. Um, Look at that. Oh, he might be. Yeah, you're right. He might be 6'. We'll have to find that. Someone tell us how tall he is. Look he, at that. That's uh,
0: Wes Gabrielson right there.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got to be 6'7". Yeah, he's tall. Jeez. Um, so yeah, anyways, it's a good day for the APP. I mean, you know, it's the APP. It was good. It was good challenger league tryouts. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. 1500 players, by the way.
0: I love it. I love that they have these tournaments. I love seeing the new names out there getting spotlights, exposure, everything like that. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is that people will say, Oh, this is this person's 10th triple crown or 10th win in a row or something like that. And that's great. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to look at the the results. Who are they playing? I mean, Ben Johns has been doing this with the PPA yeah. and he doesn't get near as much credit.
1: Well, the rumors that I've heard, and I don't know if we can substantiate or not, but you know me, <laughs> I'm just going to say it is that Paris was supposed to play for the PPA. What this year or when this year okay. Paris was in negotiations with the PPA. She asked for an exorbitant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, And then she went to the MLP and also asked for an exorbitant amount of money. And then allegedly she went to the APP and asked for an exorbitant amount of money. And then essentially lied to each of them. Well, I'll say lied is probably a strong term, but she essentially told each of them that this person's offering this, this person's offering this, this person's offering this and tried to play them all against each other to get just a huge contract. And then PPA and MLP merged
0: and Glad then they started,
1: <laughs> yeah, whoops. And then they started sharing notes, and they're like, "Wait, you didn't offer that? Wait, you didn't offer her that? Okay." And so then they kind of backed off and were like, "You know what? Go play app. We're good." And so I think that she kind of shot herself in the foot a little bit there. Otherwise, we may have seen her, you know, on the PPA this year, and, and maybe you know, maybe cooler heads will prevail, and next year we'll see her. She is playing MLP season two.
0: Yep, she has signed up for MLP. So a lot of people
1: think that she should go first round. That's tough for me. Um, it's hard because, like I said, she's still very unproven. I will say that when she has played with Riley, they got to the finals. In one tournament, in but one also in the other
0: tournament, they went
1: 2-2 yeah. two and two or something yeah, like that. exactly. Um, and her and Anna Bright, I think, was it Anna Bright? Didn't they get to the finals? Probably, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, so it's just tough because she's she is untested. And so you don't really know what you're, what you're going to get, right, from her. And if she plays singles like she did on Sunday, she's not helping anybody. Even if she won, it wasn't a good match.
0: Yeah, one thing with MLP is that um, obviously your skill level, your talent uh, applies, but also being able to play with other players. There's so many players. If you put me with Ben Johns, we're going to do well. If you put me with Riley, JW, we're going to do well. But what happens when you put me with somebody who's up and coming and stuff like that? That is what really differentiates the top, top, top players from kind of the middle of the pack. Yeah, And you don't see that a lot with some of these players. We talked about this with Colin Johns. He's a great player. He's probably one of the best right-sided players. But when he plays with other people other than Ben Johns, yeah. it's not the same.
1: Well, and we talk about MLP a lot, right? Colin Johns is just not a great – he's not built for MLP. Not that he can't play singles, but he, he, he's a right-side player only. He's used to playing with Ben, right? Um, he doesn't play mixed well another guy who I think is a great right sided player is Callen Dawson and he's not built for MLP either mm-hmm. you know his and Call singles are even are 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 not good yeah. no, no offense to Callen they're not they're not great he's a great he and what's crazy with Callen is he might be a top three right sided men's player in all of in all of men's doubles and all of PPA
0: mm-hmm.
1: right I mean other than the lefties and you know, but it just in terms of a straight right-sided player account, I mean, he might be the best thinker in PPA. Mm-hmm. And yet, he's not built for MLP. Yeah. It's just different.
0: Uh, real quick, let's address this. So, okay. um, Travis, on yeah. his last podcast, yeah, he addressed... Um, us, which is really funny because he wow. kind of went, went to town on me, which I didn't even say anything towards him. Yeah, let's talk about him. this Trav. Mr. This Mr. Nobody was saying a bunch of stuff and then he directed at me. Yeah. Well, Travis <laughs>
1: called me a nobody, which I appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, and basically which I did not say anything. He basically said essentially what he said was that, cause I, if you listen to the podcast, obviously you, you guys all do. He was, he drafted himself in the third round. I questioned that. I question why he would draft himself in the third round when he owns a team. Nobody's going to take him from the from the team that he owns. They're just not. He claims that in the innards of the ownership, there was rumblings that he was about to get picked, so he hurried and drafted himself. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't think he has any reason to lie, but if any owner was going to actually take him, they're dumber than I thought. Okay, I'll just say that. Not, not just because I don't think he's a great player. He's a fourth-round player, at best anyways but also because why would you draft a guy that owns a team like it doesn't even make sense and he's not he's it's not like it's ben johns owning a team and you're like i don't care if ben plays for his own team i want ben it's travis rettenmeyer like sorry but he's he's borderline anyways so with that being said travis called us out which fine listen we can dish it out we can take it do you travis here this reminds you of your pod Anyways, then Travis said to Ty, about Tyler, so this is what I want to address because Tyler is my friend. Travis said, if I had been playing pickleball for eight years like Tyler and I was as bad as Tyler is. Bowling, baby. I would take up bowling, okay? First of all, don't knock bowling. We, everybody <laughs> loves bowling, okay? You're going to knock bowling. That's like You could have come up with something else. People love bowling. Second of all, if you were playing for eight years, you'd be in the seniors, bro. Like you're already old. Like you started old, you're still old eight years. You're done. Like you're retired. So that's a weird thing. I think longevity does matter a little bit and your three-year pickleball career. That's about all you got on those old legs. So I'd probably be a little bit careful. Um, Second of all, I I believe the last time you guys played, I think it was Jay and Travis against you and and AJ. Mm -hmm. How'd that go for him?
0: We won. We got the win. Weird. Okay. He, he talked about how he, which I I don't even care. Uh, he talks about how he has a winning record over me. He might, if you include mixed doubles, but if it's just going off of men's doubles, I don't think that's uh, accurate. But I mean, once again, like I actually, as much as, uh, you probably don't believe this and Jimmy won't agree with this, but I actually don't like the controversy that much. So I try to stay away from it. (laughs) Um, but it is funny how he completely called out, uh, me when I didn't say anything. Um, yeah, and he talks about how much joy pickleball has brought him since t- since his tennis days, and this guy has probably if 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 this is his joy in pickleball, he has. Do um, you imagine
1: when he gets mad? Yeah, like really mad. Oh, I, I've seen it. I well, mean, I'm. Well, I'm well sure allegedly it's a he's happy though. Allegedly he's happy when he's playing pickleball. So imagine when he's not playing pickleball and he gets mad. Yeah. Like the the point is, look, I don't like like I said, I'll call out people. I don't care. <laughs> um, it is what it is. Like, that's what makes, you know, us a little bit different is the honesty. And I just thought it was weird that Travis drafted himself. It wasn't a knock on like, I didn't say Travis sucked at pickleball, but I don't think Travis is a third round pick. I just didn't. And do I think he's improved since he's dra- actually, I do personally, I do, but I also think he's gotten better partners and that helps. I think Leia Jansen, however, he's suckered into her into playing with him for the entire year, whatever he's paying her under the table. Um, you know, good for him. Cause I think that's helped his mixed game. I think it, he looks good. You know, you play with the top five female, it's hard to be bad and mixed Yeah, when you play with the top five female. I mean, you know, and he's been able to get better partners, right? He's been able to play with AJ. He's been able to play with, with some of these better players out there. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely benefited him. Um, but he, you weren't a third round pick bro back in December. You were not a third round pick, okay? And I know that I'm just a nobody, as you say, and that's fine. I whatever, but you weren't a third round pick. You wasted a pick on yourself. The smash would have been much better had you taken yourself in the fourth round. And bowling is fun.
0: What do you score in bowling,
1: bro? I I'm like solid. Like I can bowl like so. I last game last time I actually bowled legit. Like a month ago, I bowled like a two twenty, which isn't bad. But I'm usually like a one seventy. Didn't happen. I'm like a one dude. I have it. For real? Yeah, so we put it up. To I, I took a up. picture of the score. We'll send it to Ro yeah. our producer. Yeah, I'll I'll I will verify that. But I'm actually like in a <laughs> I'm more like a high, like a 160, 170 guy.
0: Okay, going back to one of his um his um his things that he said about me, you've been playing eight years, eight, eight, eight years, to nine years. Tyler.
1: Like it's a knock on you. He was
0: saying that as a negative thing, and yeah. I actually I this is me being boastful, but I think if you're able to sustain whatever level, if not get better, um, throughout multiple years, then I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you see a lot of these players come in one, two, three, or even four years, and they kind of fizzle out. But if you're able to stay at the top of the game for multiple years, for five, eight, ten years, that's pretty impressive in my in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean,
0: and I've always remained in the top. Five, ten, fifteen, or so. I've never really fallen out of the fifteen-ish.
1: I just don't, and we we always say like the the pickleball thing is so weird. I don't know why it's such a flex to say you've been playing shorter than you actually have. Yeah, like I don't know why that become that's become such a flex lately, yeah. right? And that yeah. was another thing that Travis said. You know that he he mentioned how little he's been playing, right, yeah. or how he hasn't been playing for very long. And I don't understand why that's such a flex. It's like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you could play for six months and then you reach your peak in six months. Yeah. And that's your peak. You could play for 10 years and you could still keep getting better.
0: I know local five O's, four O's that literally
1: play every single day for yeah. multiple hours and they're still not. Yeah, they're still not. Bad. And there's pros yeah. that are doing it. Yeah. And there's pros, like, let's be real. There's pros that are regressing yeah. right now. There's pros that were taken in the first round of the MLP draft that are regressing right now. Yeah right? Like it, it happens. It's the way that all sports work. And you know, you, you just got to keep grinding and you got to keep, you know, perfecting your craft. But guess what? Once you hit 40 mid forties, the chances of you getting better, are slim to none.
0: There was this one senior pro that was, uh, or now a senior pro, but a couple of years ago he was in the pros And he was at the top. He was in the top five, top 10. He was doing extremely well. As soon as he hit seniors, like 49, 50, 51. I don't know what it was, but he just lost like one or two second reactions.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's big. And and like, look, every sport you play, I mean, it's a young man's game, right? For the most part. And a lot of time, and there's going to be some young kids. I mean, when you're 20 years older than Ben Johns, you know, chances are you're going to slow down and Ben Johns isn't. And so you better ride high as fast as you can. And, you know, but yeah. I mean, I just don't think that's a knock. I don't think saying someone's played at a high level for eight years is a knock on them. Like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, so you're saying that a one-time all-star and MLB is better than an eight-time all-star. Like that's. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, anyways,
0: moving on. We don't want to discuss them too much. They're probably getting way more viewerships now that uh, they mentioned. Yeah, us that's and true. Maybe so.
1: increased their three hundred per pod.
0: Yeah, actually, I think it's like five hundred to thousand no, or okay. so. That's not
1: bad. Good for them.
0: Anyways, so. uh, moving on. Um, do you want to talk about MLP or? Yeah, wh- let's talk next? MLP.
1: So listen. So on the Discord, the. the
0: okay, real quick. I posted a uh, tweet the other day yeah. and the Dink said they're going to talk about it, Zane. And this was about agents.
1: Okay. Let's what talk are about your thoughts agents. about
0: agents? Pick yeah. all agents.
1: Let's talk about agents. So I, I think that, so here's what I've heard. Okay. And I don't know this person personally. So you're
0: pitching yourself also as an agent, right?
1: Well, listen, if you, if you just look, I would be better than most of these agents. Let's be real. But, but this is what I've heard. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know this person personally, but it sounds like this particular guy, Josh Friedman, mm-hmm essentially he has the pickleball market cornered. He has quite a few athletes. He has quite a few. I know yep. he has, I, I know he has Tyson. I know he has James Ignatovich Anna, Tyra. Um, I mean, his list is very, very long. Yep. Essentially everybody, but Leia, Lucy and you mm-hmm. sounds like,
0: I mean, there's others, but yes, he has, but quite a few. he
1: has quite a yeah. few and he's very adamant. And look, he's an agent. That's his job that of, of the importance of agents. Right. Um, and I don't know what, obviously the inner workings and what type of opportunities he's getting these players. Okay. So I can't speak on that. I don't know. I don't know if they, you know, I do know that, you know, just for example, Tyra thinks that he is worth every penny Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's other people that think he sucks. So normally just a brief overview
0: agents, are for players they're supposed to go out there find sponsorship find new deals kind of market the athlete and in turn they're going to take anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of any deal they bring in anything they bring to you yep and that includes
1: now let's be clear like that includes your appearance fees usually i
0: think it depends on the player yeah i think they're trying to work that in for the most part um but yeah i think it depends i mean
1: that's their only guaranteed money really so they want to get those appearance fees yeah so, yeah, I mean, an agent, it, it, it's interesting. I think agents are important for the top players, okay? So I was speaking to a player um, the other day, and she, I will say she's a top six-ish player, top seven. Um, and she told me that the top six males and females live very, very good lives. Mm-hmm. And they make a lot of, like, she, she is very honest with me, and she said that they make a lot of money. And um, that's probably... 200 plus yeah 200 to 500,000 yeah. is what we kind of other than Ben who's probably in the seven figures yeah so she said that they they live very very good lives so I think if you're at that level you probably need an agent you probably need somebody to help you know because I would guess that somebody that that is always on championship Sunday or somebody that's you know they probably need somebody to manage the exposure they're getting and to manage and essentially sift through the deals they're getting,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because everybody is reaching out to these people and saying, hey, wear my shirt, do this. Do th-. I mean, even like, look, dude, let's just talk about this podcast. Just in the short time we've done this podcast, mm-hmm. right? We're not anything special. Like, no. I mean, I think we're special. Our parents and moms think we're special, but <laughs> but we're not anything amazing. And we get people reaching out all the time, right? Yeah. And some are legit and some are like, hmm.
0: We'll give you a free
1: yeah, you know, like hey, will you cup of water? Yeah, exactly. Some of them are like mm, wear my T-shirt on the pod, yeah, and I'll give you another one for half off, yeah, you know. And so I just think that like there's a lot of oh. deals that these guy these higher level players need to sift through, and so I could see an agent if you're at that range. Now, if you're you know in the fifteen to twenty range, you're giving away ten to fifteen percent of your money for no reason. You're yep. literally having, unless you, unless maybe you're on the verge of blowing up and you think that this agent can. But even then, if a sponsor wants to work with a player. He'll find you. They'll
0: find them. Yeah, they'll find them. I agree. And most of the time, the sponsors, the brands, they want to deal directly with the player. It makes it much more difficult to go through a third party. Communication gets, gets lost. Um, you don't know the expectations.
1: But do you think they want to deal directly with the player so they can lowball
0: not necessarily. It's just easier to actually grow with that person. A lot of these yeah. companies, I mean, they're good. They want to grow with you. They want you to be a part of them. They want to work with you.
1: Yeah. Do, do you, so say you're, and the other thing is, is like, say you're, I don't know, say you're um, a paddle mm-hmm. company and you want to sponsor a player and you want to bring them in and you're Selkirk or you're Vulcan or you're Yola, right? Mm-hmm. There's kind of a precedent already set. You know, okay, exactly. this is what Elise Jones makes. This is what Chuck Taylor makes. This is what Ben Johns makes, yep. right? Vulcan, this is what Tyler Lung and this is what Jay DeVillier make. Yep. You're somewhere over here or somewhere over here. Yep. Right? There's kind of a presence already set. Sure, sure. So do you need that agent, you know, to take 10 to 15% when, when you know, what do they really negotiate? Yeah.
0: I mean, I've always said this. If you can get an agent that is able to produce results. I think that's great. But in my experience, and I've worked with one for five to six months or so, and I've talked to multiple others and I have these agents, they haven't brought anything to me that I wasn't able to get on my own or that I could have gotten on my own. Can I be your agent? Let's get you inking some deals for me. Sure. (laughs) Maybe I need a name. Will you be my agent? Exactly. And the thing is, I was frustrated about this. That's why I tweeted it. Um, I was actually coming at, at it uh, through the stance of I was uh, working with a company. Yeah. And I was the one approaching players to sign them up, give them money um, for sponsorships. And a lot of these players said, Oh, you're going to have to go through my agent. And as soon as they said that, I was turned off. I'm like, I don't want to deal with an agent. They take forever to get back to you. Yeah. Um, they don't know what to do.
1: So, so my thing here's one thing that, so I think it was Zane talked about you and how you've done very well on the business side of things. And the funny
0: thing is, I had a troll on uh, Twitter, and he's all like, "You wouldn't need one, uh, but other players would need one." And I'm not trying to be boastful or anything like that, but I've I've I have some very good sponsors. I'm very
1: proud of. So so that that's the thing that I was to say. So Zane has mentioned you specifically as being one of those guys that's done well on the business side, mm-hmm. right? You've done a good job. Um, Obviously I've known you for, for several years and you're always, there's always someone new popping up, Mm -hmm. but what, what I don't understand, what I don't think that these, these players understand is, you know, and who am I to give advice, but why are you holding out for the six figure deal? If someone's going to give you a thousand dollars a month here, $700 a month here, $1,000 there, you know, 1500 here.
0: And the thing is when those big six figure deals come in, you probably will be able to get out of yours or pay out of them or buy yeah, out of them or exactly. something like that. Yeah, just
1: make sure but you a lot have of these players, out.
0: they're just sitting around waiting for that big deal. And most of the time it's not going to come yeah. or it's not going to be the amount that they're exactly.
1: And, and like you said, like make sure you have, make sure you have that out, protect yourself. That's not that difficult to do without an agent. Yeah, I'll show you how hit me up. And then, and then the biggest thing is, Take them. Take the thousand. Take the fifteen hundred. Take the eight hundred. Yeah. And what do you do? You throw out a couple of tweets, and you're like, "Oh, I love this." Or you wear a shirt when you play, like things you're doing anyways. Yeah. Right. You take a couple of pictures.
0: Obviously, like, you want to like the product.
1: You yes, don't Want to be a yes, complete prod. Yes, obviously. Like, make sure it's a product that you can endorse and yeah. you like. Right, but it's not mod balls mod ball. Yeah, crown pickleball. Yeah, it's pickle not shop, something. Let's go. Yeah, it's not something that's like super crazy. And now yeah. the next thing you know. Okay. So you have five or six sponsors. You don't have crazy obligations, right? It's products that you're going to use and yeah. like anyways, right? You got the hyper ice, you got the CBD, whatever it is, yeah. products that you're going to use products you like anyways, and you're bringing in three, $4,000 a month. One thing
0: is if you do have more sponsors, I mean, you don't want to have 10 to 20 but if you do have more sponsors it does make you more appealing to other companies yeah exactly so even if you have to take a little bit lower on one sponsor that boosts your exposure that boosts your credibility and then that way you can leverage more deals that way
1: exactly and don't get screwed like like i said you know it's easy to thumb through i'm like don't yeah
0: don't let yeah sure there's going to be some athletes that they do need them like maybe jw he doesn't like to talk to people for a situation like that that'd be perfect
1: yeah exactly
0: but for everybody what i was more mad at is a lot of these mid-tier the 10 to 30 ranked players they all had
1: agents yeah like
0: what are you guys doing
1: yeah and like i said i i I think that you know they talk to each other and they're like hey meet my agent meet this person meet that person and props to the agent right he's yeah I,
0: yeah, it was just really, it fired me up. And I remember I talked to uh, somebody very high up at the PPA and he was talking about agencies and agents and he's like, they don't do anything. And this was this person very high
1: up at the PPA saying that. Yeah. And, And like, just for example, okay. So I think we've talked about this before, but like on MLP, okay, you're paid an MLP based off of where you're drafted. Okay. That's how much you're paid. So there's no negotiating there. Mm-hmm. There's a set amount so if you're number one overall it's like eight thousand dollars and then you get matched to eight, thousand. So yeah. for example, Ben Johns, every event's getting sixteen, thousand. yeah okay and then it goes down from there. And so you're paid based off of where you're drafted. so it's not like you need your agent to go in and say actually I want nine, thousand because it's set it's set in stone. That's what you're getting that's how much you're making um, and there's no negotiations. So it doesn't, and, and NFL does that too, right? You're paid based off of your draft slot in the NFL, in the NBA, you're paid based off of your draft slot.
0: Anyways, that fired me up. Um, agents, I think they can be good in very specific situations. But like I said, the, it was really annoying that a lot of these players, 10 to 30, 10 to 40, were getting these agents. I'm like, you guys are hindering yourselves with yeah. uh, not being able to secure more deals. Yeah. So, I agree. anyways, that was my little rant. Yeah. Um, all right. MLP. So Jimmy, believe it or not, believe it or not, he might be going out to New
1: York next week. So for the listen draft. my, I am going to New York. Did I, you
0: announce what team it was for?
1: I don't know if I did. So it is for BLQK, kay. the black bears. Um, so I am going to assist our boy, Richie. Um, Richie and I have been talking a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, you know, just trying to figure out our draft strategy, watching a lot of film. Um, you know, just trying you to see. Watch the film together, like no, at but, the same time. And <laughs> the no, but we. I definitely spent a lot of hours on the phone with Richie this past weekend. Um, I'll tell you this: he is a savant. That dude knows his stuff. He knows his pickleball. Um, He's not like a huge stat guy. I think he knows a lot about stats, but Richie definitely knows feel. And it's interesting how like I'll be watching a match, okay, just for instance, and I'll be like, "Hey Richie, this is what I think," and then he'll like, "We're you know, he, he we're, we're we're very um, similar thinkers, and how we watch these matches and w- and how we feel about players." Um. And so yeah, I'm excited. So we're gonna we're gonna draft BLQK together. We're. We, I don't know. I think we have a pretty good strategy. So going you guys are in it. challenger
0: league this season. We're in
1: Challenger this season. We actually have the last pick of challenger. So we pick back to back, which do I, do you
0: have names already slotted out that you you're thinking about? Yeah,
1: hundred yeah. percent. We've got names. We've got, who pl- are they? Well, I can't tell you, obviously. Come on. Just but, the first, but listen, I think it will be fun after the draft. Listen, after the draft, I will, we'll talk about it. I'll tell, tell you everybody we talked about. I'll talk about how it fell and didn't fall. Like I'm okay. Once the draft is over. I think it'd be cool to, to kind of give those inner workings and and talk about it because it's been wild. Like the players we've talked to the kind of, some of the things that they've said to us, like, Oh, I'm overloaded at work. And you know, like just little things like, be careful what you say players. Yeah. Like pickleball is full time, not full time for me or, or on the, on the draft page. I don't know if I can say this or not, but it's okay. On the draft, so when when the players fill out their form to apply for MLP, there's a comment section.
0: Oh, yeah. I filled that out. Yeah. yeah. And some <laughs> I of the, said, I'm a lefty,
1: smiley face. Yeah. Tyler <laughs> said, I'm a lefty, and I think he said, I'm an MLP.
0: I played for Seattle Pioneers. Played for Pioneers,
1: MLP yep. champ, right? Which is great. I think those comments are good. Other comments, there's like there's like a freaking novel in there. I won't say who, but... Literally said she can hit a thousand dinks in a row without missing. Um, just went off, talked about how she's a leader and she's been CEO of companies. There was one guy on there that literally all it said was, I am Asian.
0: I'm Asian. It wasn't me. So <laughs>
1: yeah. who, who else is there? <laughs> he wouldn't know him, honestly. He, he had a really high duper, but I'd never heard of him. Huh. Um, but literally all it said was, I am Asian. Um, there was someone else that said, I age like a fine wine. So you can know that's an older player. Um, anyway, some of them were really funny, and then other ones were just kind of selling themselves. You know, I'm a hard worker. I'm a great teammate. Yeah. One girl literally praised Jesus for probably a full paragraph and said that everything she does, including pickleball, is for the Lord, and she would really like to represent Jesus in pickleball. No, she wasn't from Utah. Um, anyways, it was just wild. And so it's just crazy to, to like me as... Starting this out truthfully is like a fan, right? Yeah. Um, to see all these inner workings, it's it's pretty. So wild. I
0: was going to ask you that, and probably
1: should have done it in the
0: beginning. But Jimmy, how has your life changed since coming
1: onto the pod? I mean, other than other than truthfully, like more DMs and messages. Um, you know, it's been it's been a little bit interesting. Like like I said, I I mean, I was I, dude, Travis isn't wrong, bro. Like I wasn't, I am a nobody. Okay, okay. like. <laughs> I'm a dude that you gave a platform to, right? So listen, I've got a long history of talking crap to people on the internet. Okay. I've been message board troll for a long time. You just gave me a different platform to do it.
0: I think what was so astounding with you and surprising was the amount of knowledge that you had. The very first podcast you came on, you said, oh, this person did this. This person lost to this. Oh, in that tournament, they did this. And for any random person to know that stuff, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, a, like I said, dude, I watch a lot of pickleball. I, yeah. I love sports. Like anyone knows me. I, dude, I coach baseball, football, basketball, soccer. Like I literally coach every single sport out there. Bowling? No, but I mean, listen, I might if that's where where we're we're headed, um, lefty bowlers too, legit, always better anyways. So I, yeah, so I just, you know, it's changed a little bit, but I'll be honest, there's some surreal stuff. There's some fun stuff. Like, you know, I was talking to, to the owner of, of the black bears, Richie on the phone and DJ young was walking by and DJ says to Richie, who are you talking to? And he's like, do you know, Jimmy Miller and DJ grabs the phone and literally was like, Jimmy, I love you. Like I love your podcast, and then DJ actually said, "When I'm MVP of of Challenger League Super Finals, I'm going to shout you out." So DJ listens. Shout out to DJ. Um, super chill. Like I don't know. It's been it's been fun, dude. It's it's kind of wild. It's a little bit surreal, but other than that, it's, nothing's really changed, bro. It's exactly the same. I'm going to say the same stupid stuff and give my opinions, and you're going to slowly creep off of screen because. He just wanted to make sure. We never posted that, no, but one didn't. of these
0: times, one of the first few episodes, he was going off on this one player who rightfully deserved it, and I just felt so uncomfortable <laughs> that I slowly <laughs> got off the screen. You're and out. we ended up cutting it out, but um That's I was off the screen and he went, he was continuing to go. He went on for what 2 minutes.
1: I mean, I I was fired. I don't get fired up often, anyone that knows me knows I'm pretty chill, but I was pretty fired up that day. I
0: wonder what player that
1: was. Maybe we'll have to revisit it. Maybe, maybe we can make a short out of it or something and we can just take your name off of it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So I'm going to help draft. We'll be in New York. Tyler's coming,
0: right? Uh, most likely I'm planning on getting my flights today. So yeah. I'll be there maybe two or three days. So Tyler and
1: I are going to share a bed in New York. So that will be fun. Um, don't tell anybody. And yeah. So the draft central park,
0: central park. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I hear, City so they're Pickle. doing like little tents and I heard only up to three people yeah. in each tent. Um, yeah. And then outside, I think there can be people, but inside the tents, there's only yeah. up to three people. And they
1: said that it's so tight because I guess there's not a lot of space that like the other teams can hear you. So like you have to like whisper and anyways, it's, it's kind of wild. And do they have you aligned by your
0: draft order? Like yeah, one, I think two, they three, have you four, four, set up nine, by your order. So and then, you could totally hear who.
1: Yeah. And then, and then you, there's only three minutes between picks. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it's going to be exciting. So you know who else is in our tent? Who else? Rafa Hewitt's going to be in our tent. Rafa. Rafa, I hope you well. Please wear sunglasses on your hat inside the tent. Inside the tent with it on a cloudy day. I
0: like Rafa. He he's funny. We need to get him on the pod. Yeah, we should. So he's, he's got some stories. Maybe
1: we maybe we can interview him at the draft. Yeah, to talk to him a little bit. But so yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Um, after the draft, you know, I will give away all the. There's been a lot of stories already. A lot of crazy things we've had. Like literally, I've had people reach out and send me like full resumes.
0: So that's what I would say is. There's a lot of people who are reaching out to him directly, which he's, he's solicited, um, kind of telling them, Hey, I'd love to be considered Yeah, a lot of the top players and challenger have reached out to you directly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and it's, you know, there's some very good players that, that have reached out and, and essentially said, you know, uh, uh, the one thing that's really surprised me is how many players are full-time pickleball now, Mm -hmm. which means the sports growing and which means there's getting more money into the sport, which, which makes it exciting. Right. But the number of players that have gone full time is is wild. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Anyways. All right. Real quick. Let's brush up on the uh, premiere. Do you see any big surprises or any mm. big changes happening with uh, premiere?
1: No, I can't see. So a, we've talked
0: about how we or how you think a lot more male players will go first rather than female players. Y-
1: yeah. And you know our boy, the smartest man in pickleball, Jim Claus, disagrees and thinks that there should be eight or nine females that go and only three males because he thinks the gap between the men and the women is.
0: I mean, that's, that's understandable, but that's what happened this last time. And I don't think a lot of people were happy with it. And they weren't happy
1: with it. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, I think truthfully, so we, we did on that discord. Okay. We did a mock draft and I think they are going to release the results, Yeah, but there's several pro players and, you know, I think everyone's trying to stay anonymous, but there are several pro players who helped draft that had teams. Um, and then just some people that they know their stuff. Like there's no doubt that these people are very well versed in pickleball they watch a lot of they know their stuff um probably rival some of these gms and owners who are who are going to be drafting and some of the it was nine i think it was nine men and three women that went first in that um because of the last mlp right but once you get down to like eight nine ten it gets tough dude It's really difficult. Do
0: I need to make a correction for myself? Uh, I had the CEO, or not CEO, the founder of MLP Uh message me, Steve Kuhn. Yeah. Big fan of the pod. Uh, Steve Kuhn one of one of the episodes I think I said incorrectly according to Steve um, that I didn't know what the incentives were uh, for the owners to win yeah. and he messaged me last week after uh, last pod and he said I love the pod but you are not right on MLP owner incentives okay. stuff as usual it's complicated but there are big incentives um, okay. he said I, I think likely value to owners would be in the millions. So yeah. let me put that out there. Um Steve yeah. says there is there are big incentives for well, the owners to win.
1: Well, and we know that like the other thing that we know is that, you know, some of these owners have they bought their teams for a hundred thousand dollars and I now think, they're valued at eight to ten million. Yeah, eight to ten million. So there's incentive there too, right? There's long term hold incentive there too. But yeah, that's awesome. Steve, thanks for watching. I mean, Steve Kuhn watches our pod, bro.
0: I know. We need to get him on. Like what? I think like, he
1: actually said he he'd be happy to come on. Dude, that's like not it, like that's crazy yeah Yeah. we love you steve yeah like that's that's insane obviously we know brooks watches brooks wiley that's my dude (laughs) sam flaxman that's my guy sam let's let these players unionize Uh, all right anyways let's go should go to some questions yeah let's go to questions
0: um hopefully we can wrap this up a little bit sooner all right so i asked i asked this uh fairly uh late i actually just asked it this morning um for questions so we did not Did not get all that many. All right. uh, Hood Kenji. Um, What kind of contract? Let's see. What kind of contract do you have with Vulcan? So I signed initially, I believe, a three-year deal. But halfway through, we kind of extended. Most players, they do a two- to three-year deal, I would say. Um, And then it just varies in the amount that you're getting. Um, Kind of depends on your... Can you answer this? Is it a
1: set amount plus incentives?
0: Yes. So it depends on how it's set up, but generally speaking, it's going to be a set amount, kind of like a base salary. And then depending on how you perform your, your medals, if you're doing clinics, kind of how big your social media following
1: is, um, what are your obligations to Vulcan? Like, do you have photo shoots you have to do? do you yeah. Have- so
0: everyone's going to be different. I mean, okay. I have photo shoots and stuff like that. Um, so your good you're going to be posting. Yeah, for sure. If you have two people who are pretty similar in uh, skill level, but yeah. one has way more social media following or one is uh, better looking or more athletic or something yeah. like that, obviously it's going to help whether yeah, people want to agree with that or not. True. This um, is
1: true story. Like I, I, this is, I mean this sincerely I've heard from three people, we'll call them decision makers within the MLP, who have specifically mentioned Paris Todd as being marketable. And that's one of the reasons she's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Marketable, which we mean is good looking. And that's why she's a first round pick. And they said that that and she's obviously a good player, so we don't want to take away from her, from her skill level, but that all that does is enhance her, you know, her um I don't raise your stock, I guess, in terms of, of being picked. So yeah. Uh,
0: what's one rule you could change in the traditional format and one in the MLP?
1: Well, Thoughts? We know you want to change. What is that? You don't know, like rally scoring. Or I don't mind ra- it for MLP. Ra- raise it. Yeah. Raise it to 25 points. Yeah. Raise it to 25. What about traditional?
0: Mm, That's good. Oh, so PPA, I don't believe APP or USA Pickleball does this, but PPA, if you're in the incorrect position, the referee is supposed to correct you. I don't like that. I don't think they should do that. Uh, we're professionals. We should know where we stand. If we don't, I think we should be deducted. It's like NFL. If a player lines up off sides, the referee is not going to reposition that that player. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's a little bit silly. That's but a new change, it's right? It's a new change,
1: yep. Yeah. yeah, I think that you should know what side you're like, on. Like, you
0: should know what side you're on. And you, you might see one free point out of that a match.
1: when you have to wear a wristband, right? Yeah. So it's not no. hard to look over at your partner. Oh, also... <laughs>
0: Going off that, I, w- I would get rid of the wristband. Um, you should know what side you're playing. You just hate the 10.
1: Well, dude, you're lefty. You're always on the Exactly.
0: Right. And refs can just identify it as a clothing. Oh, this, the left side player is mean, wearing a white it, white shirt. Also,
1: if you're a professional referee, I hope you know who the players are. You should know are. who the players are. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, somebody said, Jimmy, do you find Riley Newman as cringy as I do?
1: Oh, my gosh. Riley's announcement video where he copied LeBron's The Decision and announced he was playing with with Julian Arnold and AJ Kohler was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Like it was awful. It's one of the, seriously, it was, it was terrible. Um, the only redeeming quality in that video were Lindsay's kids running up at the end who guarantee they don't even like him as an uncle, but it was terrible. And I don't know who gave him that idea. And then like a couple of days before he did another video and he was like, someone's like, so Riley, do you want to tell us now? And he's like, 2024, I'll be playing with, you're going to have to wait and see like, dude, stop. Nobody cares. You're not that special. You're not that important. Congrats to you. I hope it works out for you. I think you're making a massive mistake. Um, I don't think you're going to be any better, especially with AJ. No offense to AJ, but I don't think you're going to be any better. And yeah, I'm, I'm, but it's good for pickleball. Let's shake it up and see what happens.
0: I'll say his, a lot of his fans love that type of video. Yeah, he,
1: both of his fans. I'm sure they do. Those three nieces and nephews that ran up the stairs. <laughs>
0: Uh, somebody said thoughts on Mr. Rettmeyer flaming you on his pod. Seems like he got his feelers hurt. Uh, we Um, already addressed this. Um, I don't know. There's not much more to say. Yeah. Travis,
1: whatever. Travis is an ugly dude though. He's not an ugly guy. Like he's kind of a handsome guy. I'm not, but if I was, he's a handsome dude. Yeah. I'll give him that. Interesting guy. I
0: actually, I actually, I mean, me and him, it's, it's no, we don't love each other no. and I thought he'd be a really cool guy and I like tried to kind of befriend him in the beginning and yeah. just kind of went off the rails yeah so. it's
1: okay he is who he is
0: uh, who would win in a
1: singles match between Jimmy and George oh George stop I would wreck George what What I would what you would do to me in singles is what I would do to George in singles can we get that on the pod yeah let's get it on the pod let's, let's record it okay easy.
0: anything else you want to say Jimmy no um nope thanks for watching if you guys have made it this far please do us a favor and like and subscribe and share
1: this video it helps
0: us it helps us uh be able to continue to produce these Um, there is more that goes into this than just sitting down and uh talking yes
1: also i think we talked about how we were gonna we talked to Leia. Um, we had some issues. We actually did talk
0: to Leia, but we had a lot of connectivity issues. And so we're going to talk to her again where we can uh, yeah. get some better Wi Fi. But
1: I will tell you this these conversations were fire. So be ready.
0: Yeah. We'll probably be releasing it in the next one to two weeks or so.
1: Yeah. It was legit. So. Once again,
0: uh, thank you to our sponsors uh, Pickler Shop. Go to picklershop.com. Use code K O T C to get your next paddle or bag or balls. Uh, go to Crown Pickleball. Check out the balls. $8.99 for a three-pack. And these are going to last. And free
1: shipping with code.
0: And free shipping. KOTC. And then we got Mod Balls. Modballs.com. Um,
1: dot com. Loom 10. Loom 10. L-O-O-N-G. one zero one zero.
0: And then also our new one, Vulcan. Vulcan. They are based here in America. They actually are one of the very few... Pickleball manufacturers that truly do make their paddles, a line of their paddles here in America.
1: Yep, that's true.
0: Use code KOTC to check out some yeah. of their products. Hey,
1: if you want any Volk, Vol- yeah, get on Vulcan's website. But if you have any questions, I actually think I have some demos if anybody wants local or wherever wants to try out you some Vulcan ship product. Well, I don't know if I'd ship them, but...
0: Shipping is expensive. Come
1: to Utah. Utah's cool.
0: But Vulcan does have one of the best backpacks available out there. By yeah. far
1: the best looking backpack. Yeah. I promise you. Um, and I may have told Vulcan that they should upgrade some colors on there and maybe we know somebody there who actually said that they would work on it. So
0: anyways, thank you again. Uh, we will see you guys next week.